Welcome to Retrogroove. I'm Adam. And I'm Liam. And this is a podcast where we talk about music that stands the test of time. Welcome to episode 19 of our second season of Retrogroove. I'm really excited because we have a guest today who is a man who is near and dear to my heart and needs probably no introduction but my very own brother from the exact same mother mr dan caparello is here from the retro logic podcast community the head honcho of the retro logic empire the emperor of logic you're here. really selling this like hard selling. The, you're gonna how, scare how, him away, Adam. You're gonna scare <laughs> him off. He's gonna I, run. No, I just you're gonna set people up for failure. Is what you're gonna do because there's <laughs> there's not a lot going into this. Yeah. Like I got a pretty good dig on him before we started rolling, so I good. had to redeem with the truth, which well, is that. Thank you. Flattery will go dude. a long way with me. So. <laughs> But enough about Dan. Liam, what's going on with you today lately? How, <laughs> how is everything? Um, everything's great. I, uh, I, guys, I really thought I was going to cry in a movie theater. I, it got so bad that my daughter uh, moved away from me. Like, <laughs> like she switched wow. seats with my wife. She switched seats with my wife because, like, the anticipation. I'm not. I mean, I'm an excitable person, but the anticipation of what was happening on the screen for the Mario movie. It was big. By three minutes in, my daughter turned to my wife and was just like, "Can you see? I gotta sit over here. You guys, you gotta sit with daddy. You gotta sit with daddy." Like, I thought oh for God. the first couple of minutes, I thought I was gonna cry because of um, of just. The anticipation and joy. There's a famous video, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, of Kristen Bell um, when someone surprises her with a sloth. Does that sound familiar to you at all? So there's there's a video, I want to say it's Ellen DeGeneres. She's on the Ellen show or one of those shows. And someone tells her that they're going to bring out a sloth. They heard that she's a fan of sloths. And she just starts bawling with excitement that she's even within the vicinity wow. of a sloth. It's it was this like <laughs> internet moment about eight years ago, and I'm like, why would anyone cry? Like what what is that? And I'm sitting in this movie theater about to cry out of sheer excitement for waiting 38 years for a Mario movie. I know <laughs> there was another one, and I'm like, man, this is my sloth moment. Like this is yes, this, this is, is my like, Kristen Bell sloth um, moment. So, uh, so the movie was a blast. Um, Amazing. It's it's funny. Like, and I know that we've covered a lot here, Adam. But 
in the early part of the movie, they're in Brooklyn, and you get the fitting Beastie Boys, mm-hmm. uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Nice. F- and it's bookended by Mr. Blue Sky, which we just did oh, in ELO. God. It's perfect. Yeah, at the end of the movie. Perfect. Um, it's such a weird but beautiful collection of like hits like Thunderstruck by ACDC holding out for a hero like the Bonnie Tyler jam amazing yeah yeah and and then like these iterations of the classic Mario songs all these little audio cues that happen throughout it but the main thing i wanted to bring up because we are a music podcast it's Jack Black It's Jack Black Mm -hmm. being introduced (laughs) Mm -hmm. to yet another generation as something beyond a Kung Fu Panda. You know, he's not just one of the characters in Jumanji. Like, Jack Black basically did a Tenacious D song within this movie and will have won the hearts of millions (laughs) over to what Tenacious D did for us 20 years ago, guys. 20 years ago yeah. more than that i think it's 22 years since yeah, the first tenacious d album <clears throat> jack black is a national treasure to be sure just yeah he is but i yeah. feel like I, we've had this conversation with weird al as well where it's like artists like that sometimes they need to do that refresh otherwise you right. just sustain yeah. in a legacy and like ha- seeing him like Peaches brought the house down. His mm-hmm. song in that movie yeah. was "My Daughter Lost Her Mind." She's been walking around singing <laughs> Peaches. You know, like it's so good. I am very excited. My daughter cares about who Jack Black is. All of a sudden, That's like fantastic. I couldn't be more stoked about this situation. Um, so the question is, am I seeing it in the theater again? And the answer is probably yes. I feel yeah. like I just got to go solo now. Like I did the family thing and I'm either going to find a buddy or just going to go solo again. Cause there's so much stuff that I know that I missed and, and there's so much stuff I just want to see again. Um, and then you I feel like I'm going to have, I feel like I'm going to have the crying moment if, and when that toe jam and Earl movie ever comes out. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's going to be my uh, Dan, what's wrong? Like it's just, <laughs> It's yeah. happening. It's so yeah, groovy. Yeah. Um, we'll keep the spoilers free, both for listeners and for Adam at the moment. Well, however, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. However, Dan, I need your take on Seth Rogen. Like, where did you mm-hmm. land on him ultimately? Were you were well, you good with it? Sure. So, for the uninitiated, I have a I have a little bit of an obsession with the character Donkey Kong. Um, it he was he was the video game donkey Kong country was the video game that basically s- sealed my hobby for the rest of my life but when right. i got it for you know christmas 94 or whatever um so he's my guy he's my guy in smash brothers he's my guy in mario kart he's my guy mm-hmm. and so there was a lot riding on sort of his represent donkey kong's representation in this movie right and while while i love so much about like seth rogan was great. I have no complaints about Seth Rogen. Um, and I love Donkey Kong's introduction into the, the movie with no spoilers is perfect. Like I yes. wouldn't have, a, I couldn't have written it better. <laughs> yeah. Um, that being said, uh, like at, from like a person who does 
storytelling and documentaries and editing and video for a living. Probably my biggest complaint with this movie is that it moves too quickly. Yeah. And I would have preferred killed, cut Donkey Kong out of the movie completely. Give Donkey Kong his own movie and slow the heck down. Yeah. Like I said, like we were talking about all the references earlier, in, in, and we're not going to go over that again mm-hmm. for spoilers. Yeah. But like, there's a lot of references to to Nintendo stuff in this movie, and yeah. I missed like most of it. People were coming right. up to me later, like, "Did you see the thing?" And I was like, "Yeah, no, when, no. what, <laughs> what are you talking?" Like, I was on a roller coaster ride. <laughs> I know, like I couldn't pay attention because there was so much going on, and like for a kid, for but that's like that's the thing, right? Like. It's a kids movie. So it's a you movie have for to, six year olds. It's a movie yeah. for six year olds. Yeah, and I'm yeah. so glad that Donkey Kong gets representation, and people exactly. are going to fall in love with Donkey Kong. Right. Like I love that, but like, yeah. that's not my preferred like way of presenting yeah. how they how they did that. So, but you want right. Donkey Kong Country the movie? I want Donkey Kong Country. I want King K. Rule. I want Diddy Kong to have more of a more more play. There's so much to do with Donkey Kong. And they kind of, they kind of like shoehorned him in with Mario, and he doesn't even yeah. really play that much of a plot point. He was just there to be a side thing, and that yeah. for some reason they attached Mario Kart to it. I don't know why. Yeah. But but so I have my complaints with the movie. I will. I do want to end my talk by just saying like, it's the best video game movie I've ever seen. I mm. I was having a blast from start to finish. So like mission mission accomplished for sure. Like like hands down um, yeah. aside from my personal complaints with it. Like I have no, I'm not going to go around being a sourpuss about it. I think it, right. I think it, it succeeded in what exactly what it was trying to do. Yeah. I feel like the soundtrack was memorable enough for me to stream it. I am not pulling the trigger on the purchase yet. You're I, not going to get the vinyl. You're not going to get the Bowser seven inch. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at it. It's very cool, but it's it only is 13 falling, bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's falling into that. Like I'm going to collect it to collect it and not use it. And funny. I'm trying yeah. to, yeah, I'm trying to not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say on the DK front, I feel like if if this is how they're setting up a DK movie to be fronted by Seth Rogen, perfect. I'm like cool I think that. the way they framed his character mm-hmm. with the little like dance moves and stuff, like it was, mm-hmm. it was, and the frenemy kind of vibe there. Yeah, I think it was, it was super fun. I think it was really, really. Solid. I loved watching yeah. that. I loved yeah, yeah, watching yeah. that. I didn't like yeah. how the how how the I'll just say I didn't like how the fight went down. But sure. that's another. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation. That's fair. Yeah, and that's I fair. I also wish. I just wish that it was DK Isle or some like somewhere I recognized. It was just right. here's the Donkey Kong generic Kong town. Land. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah. it wasn't yeah. specific enough to what I wanted as somebody yeah. who's obsessed with Donkey Kong, who's yeah. not who this movie's for. So why I'm not going to complain about it. No, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a lot of film talk here. Apologies for the tangent. Um, uh, Adam, how about you? What are you up to? Not not really a whole lot. I. Uh, I'm still waiting for the perfect opportunity to see the movie. And like we kind of talked about a little bit before we started rolling, it's, it's an important, it sounds so silly. Cause again, it's a kid's movie, but no, it's not <clears> silly. <throat> I almost cried, dude. It's cool. It's cool. Go in. It's very important. Yes. Well, I have this thing where if it's something that I care about, I need like 
I need it to be a to make sure that it's a good experience, like a good theater going experience. So I I can't have that shoved into like the front row all the way to the left and having a a neck ache for the whole thing. It's just not going to be the good experience. So um, I, I, I want to sit, you know, in the center of the theater without being surrounded by a ton. I don't mind other people in the theater. I, you know, it's not that I have to be by myself that I don't think that would happen for a long time, but you know, I want to take my kiddo. I want to be in the middle of theater and, you know, have that delicious endless popcorn with the clarified butter from Alamo draft house. And it's like, I need, I need it to be just the perfect experience. So probably, mm-hmm. you know, it'll, it'll be before this, this goes live, but I'll probably see it tomorrow or the next day. Nice. And then Dan, um, I mean, we have you here to talk Ben folds. I know Ben who's folds has been, who's, who's what <laughs> Ben who <laughs> Ben folds has been like your spirit animal, Lately, I've been talking about know. him on my retro video game podcast. No, you definitely I have, have, yeah. I've shoehorned him in wherever I can. Yeah. So that's why we have you here, because exactly. Sam and John paid us off to yeah. have you, you get on it out here of his system, please. To yeah. Just get the Ben Folds thing out in an appropriate venue. Yeah. So oh. you can shut up about it. Stop I feel bad. No, you logic. know who I feel. You know who I feel bad for is my coworkers because we always. <laughs> That's all we go. We're on a. We're on a. Ro- There's only four of us at the company. We're on a rotation for like who's doing music. Like oh no, yeah. or so, and it's been Ben Folds for me, wow. nonstop, and they <laughs> they're so tired of it, and I'm like I feel bad because I'm like maybe I should have like eased into this and maybe they would have actually liked it, but. I don't. I don't have any self-control, so we just do what we do. Yeah, you notice the headphones go on in your hour? Everyone's yeah. like, okay, Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Or or no, what's happened is I'll have it in my headphones, yeah. and I'll be like drumming along on my desk, and, yeah. and, and uh, my coworker next to me will be like, Dan, I can't have you drumming uh, to a different beat than like what's actually playing in the room, so why don't you just do the music now? <laughs> it's like passive-aggressive, like... Wow. Uh, I don't want to be a steamroller, but sometimes, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Things get pervasive, right, in our heads. It is. Where it's it just, is. they can't, you can't I, shake it. Honestly, I'm waiting for this to die down. Like, I'm waiting to be one day wake up and be like, oh, I don't want to listen to Ben Folds right now. Like, I'm waiting for that to happen. Yeah, it's like the burnout. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, because I know that one thing, and I'm, I'm taking your segment from you, but um, do you feel like what you've been up to is, piano right you're you're going back and learning and studying piano and songwriting yeah tell us about that yes yeah i could talk about that. i mean that's basically what i would be talking about anyway um, but is it is it inspired at all is I, I, oh, are they coinciding 100 yeah. like, is um, one begetting I, the other i on a whim threw on ben fold's uh, autobiography on audible one day mm-hmm. just was like i i just need something to listen to on my way to this three hour drive to a wedding that I'm filming. Mm. And I was like, I guess this, whatever. And I put it on. And Ben folds and I have a lot in common. Um, not like lifestyle or like upbringing, but I just feel like every time he was talking about like, um, uh, every time he was talking about like his creative process or like yeah. how, 
how, you know, like his upbringing and just like, you know, fish out of water. And like, that's like such a pedantic way of putting it, but that's like the best way to say it in two seconds. Mm -hmm. Every time he would like talk about any of that stuff, I would be like, okay, like this is my guy. Like, yeah, this, this guy went through some stuff. Like I went through, like, he's obviously neurodivergent. Um, and like needed, well, now we're getting into like the history or whatever. No, it's but fine. That's we'll he's got a certain. He's got a certain shade he, of he cerebralism, does. though. He right? super yeah. does, and he's yeah. still now. And and like the cool thing is, is I was I would go back and forth the first time I went through the book between like reading the book and then I would go to, back to his podcast, which is essentially he, he interviews creative people and mm-hmm. talk about like their creative process. And the way he talks about songwriting makes it sound so freaking easy. Right. Like, he doesn't believe in roadblock, like like a writer's block. He basically says, like, sometimes you just got to keep creating bad stuff until you create the good stuff. You just keep mm. making stuff. It's yeah. And I'm just like, what? Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. And um, obviously the piano thing. Like, I had played piano previously uh, in life. Right. Um, when I was a kid, I took lessons for like a little bit, but I always had like a, like a music theory, like understanding. And I think Adam mm-hmm. had this too. Like we both kind of just like grew up making music in ways that we didn't even know we were doing. We were just like writing funny lyrics and making funny stuff. And I never took right. a music theory class, but I wrote right. yeah. some cool chord progressions that sounded good. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, uh, so I took a little bit of piano, dropped it hard, never picked it up again for guitar. And then came back I mean, to piano. Guitar is pretty cool, though. Like guys, guitars are cool. Like, yeah. and Ben Ben has even said like you can carry that with you. You know, yeah. like, you can walk around <laughs> yeah. and look look there's awesome. A cha- with there's the a chapter guitar. in his book called "Hand Me That Piano," yeah. where he ta- all he talks about is how much it sucks to tour with a with a baby grand. The worst. That's yeah, all I he talks about. Even, I can't even it's imagine it. Ridiculous. Yeah. So and everybody's you, like, why don't you use an electric piano? He's like, I don't want to use an electric piano. It's like a thing for him. <laughs> Stop yeah. telling me. Yeah. Um, so so then so, you, so you grabbed the guitar. And I grabbed the guitar. It did yeah. that for a long time. And then just dropped music entirely when I, when, I don't know. Life. I don't know. There's life. I don't want to go through my life story, but like sure. some crap, some crap happened. Yeah. Um, and then Call it had crap to play, pi- had to play piano again because I was working for a church who needed a pianist and i was like i guess i'll pick it back up mm-hmm. and i lived with I, I rented a room from a lady who played piano so she was like teaching me stuff dropped it again hard a couple of years later right and listening to ben folds sort of just talk about like like he took lessons but really all he did was sit there and like smash at the piano until he figured out what sounded good and he yeah. was doing that for hours on uh, hours and hours a day like because he you know because he was you know just that's what he that's what made his mind feel good mm-hmm. um did that make him make you want to pick the piano up then and yes. again recreationally oh, and expressively like, yeah i'm in no i'm not delusional enough to think that i did this on my like i was listening to ben folds and i was like no i'm gonna be ben folds now i'm gonna play piano <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's what I'm gonna do, but um, you but, you've thrown some songs out there for our community to, to listen to. You looking for song prompts, and then you just mm-hmm. like riff on it and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's obviously it's. I mean, there's a bunch of different influences feeding in there, but you can feel that mm-hmm. influence specifically. Yes, like 
and you this is what's driving you right now then right like it, this is hardcore this is, exciting yeah. you yeah um, i started college courses to get to learn music theory and be better at the piano so cool. um i pr- i practice every day like yeah and i'm a i'm a dad of three with a full-time job and a side gig on the weekends Jeez. and i practice every day yeah i <laughs> because will because i just want to like one thing that ben says is like don't he's like keep like educating yourself like mm-hmm. don't don't st- like keep educating yourself on the thing you want to do until you can't cram one more piece of information, right? right. Like mm-hmm. music theory and like learning music is only going to make you more dynamic and better. Like, right. That's, you know, right. um, I feel like our, our community, we have the, the film side of it. We have film logic. We obviously have this core retro game collecting mm-hmm. and playing community. And then we've spun off with music. Um, and all of us have this hobby of, engaging with and learning and experiencing this these different things that we love but to take it and to then that, that'd be like one of us going and starting to make video games you know like like retro indie <laughs> yeah. video games I, like it's very I, cool for you to be like you know what now i'm gonna go like learn a skill yeah. i'm not just gonna go collect everything ben folds has ever released and embrace it in the corner of my room you know i like i'm gonna go learn how to do it i'm gonna be inspired it, it feels like something that I should have been doing all along. Like I was mm. writing songs in high school mm-hmm. and then I was writing songs like once a year I'd have an idea and I'd write it or I'd start to write it and then give up. I just never had a reason to keep going with it. Right. And it's, it's like, so not, not to like, you know, begrudge past Dan, but like, it's the kind of thing where I'm like, I should have been doing this the whole time. Sure. This this is what's like driving giving me life right now in like yeah, a really I, hard season. I um, mean that's all you can ask for is yeah. finding the next boost of momentum. But again, I think so, that this gives you something that is like doesn't go away. You can't sell your old collection of musical talent, you know? Like you got rid of no. your GameCube games. Right. You yeah. know, like, it, <laughs> that'll always can be take there. It from you. Right. <laughs> that's exactly. exactly right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that we've already bled into it, but we are talking Ben Folds in this episode, if you guys haven't guessed it already. Um, I think all three of us are uh fans uh of varying degree but this isn't uh, us trying to sell each other on who ben folds is or what his music is um i just need to check real quick adam we don't have a game or anything this time right we haven't been we haven't been challenged this week correct we have not been blessed with okay good a game (laughs) i honestly we would have probably skipped it yeah we we would probably skipped it and and held it over until the next episode anyway just would have run out of time with three of us here I took that last game and showed it to like two or three friends, and I feel really good about how we did on that matchup of songs. Like most people were only getting like six, and I feel like we came out, we got we got an eighty percent. That felt pretty good. Yeah, so I just and had to share. If we that had with thought you. about it, like I was listening to it as I edited the 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 episode, and then again when it went live, and Woodpecker I was like, from Mars, yeah. Woodpecker from Mars, like we probably yeah. could have. It should have been Faith No More. Like it makes, <laughs> and it's all hindsight, but that's definitely a Faith No More song. Dave Matthews writes weird stuff, but he's not writing about woodpeckers in Mars. Yeah. So. Um. Cool. All right. Well, then we'll we'll <laughs> dive right back. Let's dive right back into into Ben Folds. Um, exactly. Never should have so, left. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I don't know if we've already said this, but Dan has gone over the his autobiography three times at this point now. So since December, 
Yeah. Yeah. Keep oh, me shoot. honest as, <laughs> as we're walking through some of this stuff here. Um, but uh, born and raised in North Carolina, right? And it seemed like everything was pointing to, you were saying like how you kind of picked up things over the years without any proper training. It didn't seem like at the beginning he had a ton of proper training. It was a lot of playing Billy Joel, Elton John kind of music by ear. Yeah, well, um, part of what he well, part of what he was doing was he had songs in his head that he's never heard before, and he was trying mm-hmm. to work them out. Yeah, and like he's he realized, getting this, and he's got to figure out, yeah. like, how do I make this? Yeah. Exactly. That's why yeah. he even started getting training was because he was like, how do I play the song in my head? Like, my fingers won't do it. So that's he went and finally got mm-hmm. you know, lessons. Right. But he didn't start on piano. He started as a jazz drummer. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Because I saw that he studied, uh, he went to Miami to study classical percussion, but yeah. then I guess dropped out and went back to North Carolina. He lost, he lost his, this is actually really funny. I got to tell this one story. Please, no, he, tell me five stories. Yeah. He lost his scholarship. He got a full ride to my to University of Miami because he sent in a three song demo of jazz standards that was all him playing. It was, he played piano, bass, and drums. Um, out wow. on all three songs and they were great and so they were like oh we're going to give you a full ride you're obviously some kind of genius um, he gets there for one semester at the end of the semester you have to do like a like a you basically have to do like a recital to like prove that like you're learning or like that's like half your grade or something like that mm-hmm. the night before he gets the crap like beat out of him from somebody in the dorm that he's oh physically oh yeah like the dude just like wails in him yeah oh no for like seemingly just like no reason the dude was just like on something wow so he shows up the next like you can't skip this because you're training professional musicians and the gig doesn't get delayed the gig goes on or you get fired so -hmm. they're like no we're not going to move your recital like you're playing with a broken hand and like you know like a lacerated like I and like like all this like his oh he's messed up. He he got a he got a police escort from the hospital because he had to be there like nine a.m. or something. Wow, jeez. And and um he didn't have his stick, so he had to like borrow sticks. And they're just like you're a mess. And they kicked him out. <laughs> wow. They kicked. He lost his scholarship. They kicked him out of school. And <sighs> he so he goes back to North Carolina and just like starts working at a grocery store. He's like screw music. <laughs> Jeez. He starts part kicking. Of, he's got yeah. Part of what really I'm, I'm I admire this dude so much because he failed so many times. So he resilient. had he had so many near misses. He had right. he we'll get into it, but there's more yeah. things where it's just like, oh, this is his big break. Nope. Like yeah. just didn't happen. Yeah, uh, I mean he he I feel like he also never really sacrifices or or gives up on his vision. Like the I I feel like the thing mm-hmm. of hearing the music in your head and needing it to manifest exactly. is a thing that's going to keep coming back in this yeah. conversation of like, there are people that are like that. And this guy, those sometimes those people compromise in order for a means to an end, but some people don't. And Ben Fold seemingly is mm-hmm. uncompromising in almost yeah. every sense of the word. He is. In fact, he gets um, back to North Carolina from that experience and he's just mm-hmm. like, why was I studying classical drums? <laughs> like, that's not what I want to do. Right. What was I smoking? Uh, <laughs> so he starts he starts gigging with a bunch of bands in the area, right? Mm-hmm. And then after that doesn't kind of uh, work out, he 
he does catch the eye of of someone in Nashville. He signs a publishing deal. Mm-hmm. He moves to Nashville, gigs down there for a bit the, the as story a session of how musician. They, the story of how they find him is pretty cool. Um, Please. So the, another local musician who is like much bigger in North Carolina mm-hmm. asked Ben to open for him at, uh, I guess it's like a showcase where like record execs come here, you play and like they'll sign you or not. And he was like, I don't have enough songs for the whole thing. Can you come play like three or four of your songs? Because he knew that Ben was writing songs on piano or whatever. As filler for his and, set. Yeah. Wow. And so if you know anything about Ben Folds, he played Philosophy at that gig and he played um, Jackson Cannery at that gig. Wow. And then another song that we never heard. Um, and which are like two of his like, like just like genius early songs. Yeah. Um, and so the dude who was there for the gig, like for the showcase, like never, they never, they didn't want him. They wanted Ben to come to Nashville with them. Oh man. <laughs> so it's like, That's so amazing. feel so bad about that. Like, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I didn't do it on purpose. You asked me to I come. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's technically your fault. <laughs> but it seems like, so he goes to Nashville and he's also, he's not there that long. He's only there for a few he's, months. I he's think he's not there that long and he's there on a songwriting deal. So yeah. he's not even there on like a, he can't, his record deal won't let him perform live. So he's not even there to like what? do what he loves to do. Oh, he's yeah. there to write songs for artists in Nashville and nobody wants his wordy, whiny, like weird piano rock songs. It's Nashville. Yeah. They want like slick, like country music. And he, yeah. that's not him, but he's not going to yeah. like write that. He's just like, I'm going to write my music and they don't want that. What's weird is I can't tell. And I went digging around to see if I could find anything. I can't really tell if anything did get picked up. I found like he played piano and drums on this random 95 album and, and he was a guest artist on another one. Like he, he played on this bus stop uh, bands right, or this bus stop miracle time, something or other. But like he was, it seemed like he, was, he wasn't getting picked up. No, he was the, so at the, at the tail end of Nashville, mm-hmm. they just don't know what to do with him. And they're like, okay, look, you're like a really good drummer. So, and, and this band, the semantics who were supposed to be like this huge thing in the eighties, the semantics need a drummer. Why don't you gig with them? You know, we'll just, that'll be, you could pay us back by gigging with the semantics. And he's like, okay. So he flies to, he flies to LA with them to meet with like, I don't know, Geffen or some huge record label guys. And Ben just like hates LA. He's like, this (laughs) Cheers. is everything this i sucks. hate about the music industry and he just bails he's like i no, i'm not going to be your drummer bye so that's Amazing. that's strike two of again like he here's your big break ben oh wait no it's not <laughs> nah. yeah. dang um back to north carolina then right back so to he north goes carolina re- back oh. back and regroup yeah ba- so i think he went to new york pretty soon after th- or maybe he, maybe majasha was next i'm trying to get my timeline right well you know about majasha majasha was before nashville so majasha okay. breaks up and yeah. then he goes to nashville and then he goes to Ma- cali majasha was- i just got to stop at majasha for a second Please. because they're they're pretty freaking cool like they're straight up like almost they're like Primus Party Rock. And I just, if you want so if you want a good time, go listen to some Majasha. I didn't know there was any Majasha out there. I thought oh, it yeah. was just like a, 
Really? Okay. Um, now I got to check. Was it five songs about Jesus? Is their uh, their 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 album? Look at that. Okay. And it's like four songs not about Jesus or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> See, but this is the kind of thing that I'm looking for. Of like, are there as as these artists, as an artist like this who's playing with a bunch of different bands, is there mm-hmm. now these like little sprinkles of Ben folds that we don't even know about. Like, so, I'm, am I going to listen Majasha, to Majasha and hear Ben? No, uh, you might hear his voice, but it's, it's tough to catch him there. Cause he's playing bass. So it's like, he's playing slap bass, but mm. they do play one of his songs that he records later with Ben folds five call. It's like a, a B side called Emmeline. Okay. So there's a recording of Majasha playing it in their style. And it's like totally different. That's like probably the only through thread I could, I could pick up on. Wow. I know this is an audio podcast. I'm just looking at a picture of Majasha right now and a young Ben Folds. <laughs> he looks a little Dave Grohlish in this picture. He's got oh, like cool. a that it's that wide-eyed like vibe to him though. Yeah. Like I feel like Dave has a similar thing where he's just like persistent he's just like yeah he's yeah. excited yep. he's got stuff it's got to come out he's always creating and it's going to happen no matter what and he's just pushed through it's the paul um, mccartney thing it's, it's a little bit of mm-hmm. but again mccartney i feel like it oh, does look for the praise whereas like i don't know if ben ben's kind of more punk rock i get a vibe from you know yeah, like i there's something to him that's a little more punk um to him even though his music subversive really nature of punk. what he likes to do yeah, which is so funny yeah. because his 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 style with take like early benfold five take away all of the like theatrics of mm-hmm. playing their songs really fast with distorted bass and they're yeah. like from it's like songs you'd hear from musicals or like 70s ballads mm. yeah but then yeah, he just like songs. he yeah. throws he throws like hard drums and distorted bass and like smashes his piano on stage. And you're like, I guess this is punk rock or I don't know what this is. Like yeah. <laughs> piano punk. Yeah. I like, um, it. so back to North Carolina and that's where he meets Robert and Darren and forms Ben folds five with three band members. Right. Mm-hmm. He's in New York for a little bit there. Um, okay. Uh, to uh, try to make to, there's like another record label interested in him and so he tries to like get some gigs and he's in like theater for some reason he like auditions for some plays and he's off broadway in he's in oh, shoot Cats. i forget what play he's in no no it's be no he's in he's in the buddy holly story and he wants to play oh, okay. buddy holly but he doesn't get it so he's like pissed and, and um <laughs> so he's like screw this and yeah. uh so uh there's this one moment where he he he's sitting in his apartment and his wife at the time, um, her name's Anne, I believe. First wife. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the one who inspired him to first play piano in like middle school or whatever, by the way. Right. Um, she's like on her way to New York and they're gonna go to um Nirvana um unplugged at MTV because wow. she got a job at MTV and he's sitting there in the apartment and he's like he just he has this moment and the song um uh, don't change your plans is about this moment where he's like i need to leave like i need to go start my band now or else another 90s piano band is going to take my rightful spot that's like his words <laughs> damn and so so the whole song is about how he's like he's like i'm i'm bailing on my wife because i need to do this and he does it. 
Man. <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he goes off. He creates Ben Folds 5. Mm-hmm. Um, and they... He just finds these guys. Like, yeah. Darren, Darren and um, uh, Robert. Robert. They're just local guys. And he's just like, oh, you guys will do. Like, and that's, <laughs> I don't want to dismiss them. This is a Ben Folds episode. Like, I don't want to dismiss yeah. those guys. Yeah. Like, they are important to he that gives thing, them, but we are talking about the vision of who And he gives them is. a lot of praise in the book because Darren Darren is like a metal bassist. Oh, no, no, no sorry. Mm-hmm. He's the drummer. Drummer. Um, yeah. Robert. Yeah. Robert is like a metal bassist um, with like a soft side. And and so he, <laughs> they it was all funny. Do, like, he whole, he, he was, they were practicing when they were first starting out. And, and Ben was like, Robert, please, please play like you're in a metal band. Like he's like, no, these are like these are like slow ballads, songs, right? Yeah. And Ben's like, no, play like you're in a metal band. <laughs> Put the fuzz on and make it work. And he's like, okay. Yeah. So yeah, are so, these boss. these two? So how did so the Ben folds five other two? <laughs> I'm confusing my mouth there's is no confused. Five. Just I know no, no five. five. There's no five. I know. It's a I know. Trio. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But so the other two of the Ben folds five. That's not Ben folds. Are yeah. they like persistent throughout the existence of Ben folds five, or, or were there no. changes oh, to the lineup? Yes. Oh, it's the same guy. Yes. For for Ben folds five, it's that trio. Yes. Yeah. It's always yeah. okay. those three for Ben folds five. Anytime okay, it's dope. Ben folds solo, he has other guys come on. Like okay, right. when they when they break up, there's a whole. T- they talk a little bit about like. If it's not us three, it's not Ben Folds. It's not five. Ben Folds. So, yeah, right. Because we're not going to do it. The caveat Darren, to that, yeah, go ahead. Darren has his own solo stuff called Shoot Hotel something. Dang it, I'm not going to remember it, and I want to shout it out because it's good. Well, we have we have Google, so yeah, we can Google that. The caveat that I would say to the trio though is that just like with a handful of other artists that we've talked about um, when we're dealing with producers, Ben folds five consistently. All three albums are produced by the same guy, mm-hmm. which oh, is this wow. guy, Caleb Southern. Caleb Southern. So when you have that happen, you're kind of the fourth band member, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you have then been tapped to craft um, the breadth of what it is, because not to get too far ahead of us, but by the time you have the third Ben Folds Five album, it doesn't sound like the first Ben Folds Five album. Like did Reinhold Southern, sounds very different. Did Caleb Southern do um, uh, "Sound of the Life of the Mind" too? Uh, that I don't know. I'm gonna look it up real quick. What sound Google. of the Life of the Mind? While I'm yeah. while I'm while we're on this, I do want to talk yeah. about Caleb Southern and his story. The story of how he like came into the the fold is because so Benfold Five, the New York New York execs love love Benfold's Five. They're like you guys are right. rock. Like let's get you guys signed. They they send them a ton of money to get recorded. They record the album. It takes like a month or so to record the album. Um, and they're listening to it and they're like this doesn't sound like us at all. This is like mm-hmm. super polished. Like this is not the vibe. This is just not us. Like this isn't what we sound like live. We've never sounded like this. Whoever mixed it, they just, they screwed it up. This um, is for whatever and ever. Amen though. Right. No, this because is for, nope. This is for the first album. Cause the first album I thought was put out on a little indie label and then got, they got into a bidding war over, over like Sony didn't step in until the second album. 
So mm-hmm. I don't no, know. it wasn't I Sony don't... for the first album. Yeah, but okay. it was it was still somebody fairly large. It wasn't okay. a nobody. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, they so they have like three thousand dollars left in their budget, and so they I don't know how he knew Caleb Southern, but he calls Caleb Southern and he's like, "Can you please produce this album for us in like a week?" Because the mix they gave us sounds terrible, and he's like, "Okay, you did it." So they they. So in, what is it? So the record label lets them do it. But for the first two days, they're there like babysitting them and they like pretend to re-record. And then Mm. for, and then they leave. And for three days, they re-record the entire album with Caleb. (laughs) Caleb mixes the entire album in 24 hours. That's the version you have that you, if you go on Google and listen to it, that's the version you have. Nobody's ever heard the album they spent a month recording. That's wow. the 95 self-titled album. Yep. The first yep. album. The first album. Yeah. That and was that's... released on a small label called Passenger Records, which yep. is apparently a s- subsidiary of Virgin. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was part of Caroline, which was EMI at the time. But it, that's what kicked off the bidding war. Right. Yeah. So that's I interesting. Would, I, I would wonder if what happened here, because uh, I think we're all saying the same thing. My gut says that it initially was put out as the as like a certain iteration, and then it gets re-recorded and re-released, mm-hmm. um, and, and and done in a wider sense, and that's when it happens. But who knows? Um, all I know is that like it it gets it makes a splash internationally mm-hmm. but there's not a domestic hit off of that one right like uh, there's no. uh, like philosophy uh underground was in the uk like top 40 right right yeah. um but, yeah nothing else really splashes right. in the us um side note sorry yeah. uh, caleb southern did not produce um sound of the life of the mind and is Which that is, the one when they reunite? That's like, the reunite that the, in 2015. Got it. Yeah. Okay, so, got it. Got I don't it, know. Okay. Where, where, yeah. I don't know where he was then, but he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one thing that we haven't touched on yet that I'd love to hit real quick is like where because we're getting to brick now. We're getting to mm-hmm. whatever and after Amen. We're we're about to have this breakthrough moment, basically. Mm-hmm. Um was this your first exposure to Ben folds with brick or was there something else that was like my exposure to Ben folds back then was exclusively Mm -hmm. the song, um, uh, uh, battle of who could care less. Uh, Okay. And then also probably because I was listening to it on repeat. (laughs) That's what I'm wondering. That's a weird Um, one. (laughs) And, and a silly cover of wonder wall of, uh, of, uh, cannonball. Whatever the freaking slowly walking down the hall. Wonderwall. That's yeah. Wonderwall. That's not Wonderwall. Yeah. It's Champagne Supernova. Oh, Champagne, Champagne Supernova. Supernova. I got a my silly Champagne Supernova cover by Ben Folds Five that I got off Napster or something, and I was like, "Good this old is Napster, man." Um, that weird that was, stuff that, was that we pulled. <laughs> yeah, where you weren't I'm, quite sure if it was actually the artist. Yeah, someone <laughs> right. said it was on someone the internet. Someone just typed it in there. Do you know how many Weird Al songs that I downloaded that were definitely not Weird Al? (laughs) Like, this is a goofy parody. It must be Weird Al. He's the only parody artist out there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ben yeah. Fold, throughout my life, Ben Folds like pops in very briefly and then leaves. Like I was never a Ben Folds fan until December of 2022. Right. Like I, I heard songs and I'd be like, oh, it's that guy. Cool. But like didn't. And I'm mad at myself for it. Honestly, I should have been there. Yeah. Yeah. Shoulda, um, coulda, woulda. But so you said, Adam, so you were listening to Ben Folds 5 or at least that song and, and it was bleeding through to your brother. It must have been. I mean, so I had uh, whatever and ever amen came out in ninety seven. I actually have Adam's copy of it. Weirdly, holy crap! Hold on. Wait, how do you know it's my copy? Does it have my (laughs) name on it? I didn't do that. (laughs) It's here somewhere. How scratched? Here it is. Is it? He has your CDs, Adam. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay so adam you know how amy used to always steal our crap yeah <laughs> so in her box of stuff was this this cd case with like oh, a see. bunch of the stroke my, oh my god what's in there albums. hold the, the phone hold the phone um cold play parachutes look here's a page with a lion album that was mine yeah, that's yours Adam's Coldplay. about to drive over to your house. I know. <laughs> I know. What else? What? Uh, get up, kids. Look, mine. look. Utopia Parkway, Fountains of Wayne. They all actually might be mine. Here's an no. Interpol first mine. Strokes album. The first, stro- I see both the first two Strokes. On and there, yeah. and this guy. Wow, there yep, it is. That's mine. So that that's got to be yours. That's your whatever and ever. <laughs> so when I found it, I was I was like lost my mind when I found this. That's wow. crazy because that's, I, like, I can't believe you sign. have that. <laughs> yeah can but I yeah just I say was, as a, go, go ahead, ahead go ahead i was just saying I, that's that's you know one of the bands that i was listening to i wasn't even you know i don't think i ever had any other ben folds albums yeah. that was just there, you know there weren't i really saw the battle of who could care less and what was the other not brick there was another like Kate. fast song Oh, uh, no, uh, might have been was it the one, uh, angry one angry dwarf, one angry dwarf. Yeah. yeah. So like those, I just dug it. I was like, Oh, this is dope. It's rock music with piano and distorted bass. I love this. So I would, li- I remember listening to that in my room quite a bit and, uh, Dan seemed to like it. So yeah, you're welcome. I, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I don't funny remember cause... listening to One Angry Dwarf for anything else, but what it's the first but, song um, on the album. I don't remember. <laughs> I only remember, um, that's like crazy. I know I knew all the words to it. That's how much I knew, uh, uh, the other song, whatever the frick yeah. it's called Battle of Who um, Could Care Less. That's the one. That's and the now one. that you, now that you have, uh, found this, uh, awareness and fondness in the past couple of months. Have you just gone back and done the whole catalog? Are you saving some of the stuff? Like, no, I literally have a you? playlist uh-huh. that's every single thing available. He's ever done Google Play Music. Wow. Like, great. like, like soundtrack stuff and like yeah. weird B side stuff, anything that's available. And I'm on like, so you've a heard CD it all. Buying. I've probably yeah. heard it all at least once now, but I definitely have yeah. my favorites that I go back to all the time. Okay, cool. That's wow, cool. this album has a cover. This must be like the remastered edition because I don't remember this at all. There's a cover of She Don't Use Jelly on this oh, album. Wow. Weird. Not. It wasn't on the album. It might have been a B-side or something. Okay, it's like so a, it's is it just Bossa, on the, Is it the Bossa Nova version, like the jazz version? 
I don't know. The lo- it's, yeah, it's Loungeapalooza. Loungeapalooza. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm looking at this on Apple Music, and it's, I'm just like, it's the remaster. Yeah, I don't I think remember they, that at all. And I, because I was way into Flaming Lips at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think they remastered it for the 20th anniversary. Well, I'm li- um, I know what I'm listening most, to immediately after yeah. recording this. Yeah. One of the yeah. most bizarre moments I've had while digging through his his catalog is is on the Benfolds live album, which is an album he put out right after right after um 9/11. He did like a solo piano tour. And now right. we're like getting into the weeds about stuff. Anyway, That's fine. he does a Built to Spill cover. He covers Twin wow. Twin Falls. Which is like one of my favorite songs of all time, Sick. and I had to pull my car over and like weep uncontrollably at yeah. that moment. <laughs> that was my Mario Brothers movie moment with Ben Folds. <laughs> it was like this guy can do no wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything just aligned, and now I'm broken. The, star- the planets <laughs> and stars are all in my favor. Yeah, I have, nothing can stop me. This is yeah. happening. It That's was amazing. beautiful. Yeah, lost my. Um, I definitely remember Brick, um, and mm-hmm. I definitely remember going to the wall and seeing this album and passing it up. Like it was one of those ones that I I always thought I would buy, and then I grabbed something else instead. So mm-hmm. I did not buy this album back in the day. I don't know if I have a copy of this album. I had a burned copy at one point when I got into Rock in the Suburbs, but outside of Brick. I missed the Ben Folds Five movement at the mm-hmm. time. Um, Brick was almost a flop too. Brick they they actually dropped it as a single in the summertime. Yeah, it's like the fourth or fifth and single from the album, right? Nobody yeah. wanted to play it. Right. Nobody. I mean, it's it heavy. Was, yeah, and and yep. and then so they they basically were like, okay, well, let's pull it. And then in December they dropped it again. And then it picked up because it's like a wintry <laughs> in the winter yeah. when everyone's depressed. Yeah. When I literally the not. first line in the song is "Day after Christmas," like that's a December yeah. song. Obviously, yeah. this is not a summer jam, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then yeah. it then it was it got some major play, and uh, it's like and, um, it's a true story. It's a true yeah. story. He talks about the he goes in depth about the whole story in the book too, and it's like. Like you want to have a moment, listen to that chapter, then listen to Brick, and then just like ball your eyes out because oh my yeah. God, that poor girl, like yeah, you know. But the, it, it's a happy ending. I just want to say, like, she she loves that the song like was able to like like the story was able to be made for something good. Yeah. Um. She doesn't feel any ill will towards Ben or the whole situation or anything. So apparently, that's what he says in the book, at least. So yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, so I I then I miss the obviously Reinhold Messner, which is the last Ben Folds five. Um, yeah, album. Reinhold was Reinhold was is weird, man. Yeah, <laughs> as no, even as somebody who like oh I love all of this, it's like there's two albums that I have trouble going to, and it's that one and Way to Normal. There's just some okay. songs on there that I'm just like, why? What are you doing? Well, so I know that in the construction of of the Reinhold Messner, I, I think you're seeing him grapple with the success of yeah. of, of of Brick, the momentum, mm-hmm. and then that like next level of both stardom and then anticipation, that well, expectation. A lot, of, a lot of what he struggles with is not so much that he 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 doesn't even know that he can't handle it. Mm-hmm. 
he's just he's just writing his ass off right. and performing as much as he possibly can to to essentially that's his you know that's that's his um escapism is like oh i'm a rock star like i can just write songs and perform forever and i never have to deal with anything that i'm actually feeling right um i think but that breaks down like hard yeah i think also he has that thing where when you create you create with your own language and Mm -hmm. his language is inevitably going to have a pop spine to it Mm -hmm. but there's so much more to that but once you start writing pop songs you're expected to write pop songs Mm -hmm. and it seems like when they got to this point he i mean he said he just wrote one song the album Mm -hmm. was one long song yeah and he said people kept taking him out to lunch and sitting down with him and being like dude you gotta break this up. Yeah, like yep. you even the bandmates were like, "This is not gonna work, dude. You can't do this." Like, you in just fact, can't the do single, this. if you can call it a single, the single yeah. on this album is a Darren song. It's not even a Ben Fold song. Which one is that? Army um, Magic. Oh, sorry. I oh, Magic. Army. Yeah, um, yeah. Magic, the second single. If you can call Magic, it that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Army, Amazing song. I, yeah, Army feels like. Uh, a concession it feels like it's yeah. a good song but it mm-hmm. f- it doesn't feel like it represents the rest of the album that yeah. much um it's kind of like to make a bad comparison but when you listen to that blink 182 album um take off your pants and jacket mm-hmm. it's the whole album is different the whole mm-hmm. album is completely different. The band had had Anima of the State. They had mm-hmm. that same kind of thing of like all the small things level. And then they went off and made the album they wanted to, came back, and the label's like, this isn't acceptable. And so they split up. One dude went and wrote Rock Show. The other one did went and wrote First Date in a weekend and came mm-hmm. back and they put the album out. You know, yeah. And they're like, okay, we have our hits, yeah. and now we can put the album out like yeah, the rest of the music that we that's wanted the sto- that Ben tells that story about several several albums it's like Is it? they didn't they didn't like like for uh, songs for silverman they're like they didn't like any songs so i went and wrote landed okay in like a, in like a day <laughs> i want to dive into that because i i was i'm curious about that but uh, yeah. let me yeah so let's so ben folds five following reinhold messner Basically, it's it's the end of the project. Like yeah. for the time being, he puts it, a pin in it. He's like, "This all did burnt what it was going to do." Yeah, all the guys are burnt out. They're like, "We've been writing and touring for like five, six years straight." And and right. Darren, oh Darren God. wants to go do his own stuff. Darren's got an amazing band. Go check out Darren. <sighs> Google it. We need we need Google something it. other than just Ben Folds for the playlist. So we need yeah, this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's, there's definitely like, you can feel that they kind of burnt out, but again, the momentum's still there because he immediately, hotel lights, hotel lights, Darren's side, uh, Darren's own project is hotel, Darren Jesse, hotel lights. Um, he, he goes and he starts, uh, this like fun experimental project with Caleb. Like they go and make this band called yeah. fear, of pop. fear of pop they put out one album i think they just like yeah. self-released this one album i will say fear of pop is not on my ben folds playlist because i find the whole thing to be unlistenable 
It probably is. I mean, again, like, I think it's, it's just, just he had to get it out. It's so experimental. And I'm just right. like, I'm here for Ben Folds being Ben Folds. And like, I, listen, I'm, I'm here for what Ben Folds puts out, but that doesn't feel the same kind of way about, you know what I mean? Like, I, right. I love whatever you get, you get what I'm trying to say. Right. So the way that, the way that Ben describes that project is that he loved painting sounds in an abstract way, discovering their effect after it's all put together. And he said, once you've sold a million records, you've kind of earned the right to experiment self-indulgently at the expense of your record company. I can't be mad at that. You know, like, yeah. like he made them a bunch poetic. of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He made them a bunch of money. He's, he, um, that dude's got some, uh, he's got some, some words. Yeah. Well, and it seems to me, and again, I don't expect you to know this from the book. I don't know if he talk goes into this, but everything is getting released through 550, albeit or Epic. Like the the label churns at that point, but they're mm-hmm. all the same Sony imprint, basically. Right. Right. Um, he never gets dropped or leaves Sony, which you is what you'd expect. Like to get in the weeds here a little bit at at this when that project ends, you would think okay, well then he's going to leave the label. Everybody's pissed. They're going to walk away. And then he's going to go sign with, you know, some indie or something. Mm. But Fear of Pop is put out that next year, or it's almost put yeah. out, I think it's put out right around the same time it's, as Reinhold. Yeah. It's like and, everybody everybody went to take a break and Ben yeah. was like, I'm not going to take a break. I'm going to go write no. more music. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. and, he, and he does that with... I'm not going to sit alone with my thoughts. Like I'm going to go <laughs> distract myself. <laughs> but in in the experimental sense of it, you get a little precursor to has been because it's when he makes mm-hmm. the connection with William Shatner. There's yes. a Shatner song on the Fear of yep. Pop album, mm-hmm. all because um, he had this fondness for Shatner's album from the '60s as a kid, mm-hmm. The Transformed Man. Yeah. And so he went and pursued. He's like, look, I'm a megastar now. I'm going to go ask William Shatner to sing on my weird experimental album. And it worked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like, yep. go off. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, a lot in the book about him and, 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 uh, William Shatner. And it's pretty funny. It's pretty great. Is it? Yeah. yeah it stuff. seems, I, I think, I feel like, again, very different people, but probably, um, similar mindsets of just like, I'm going to do my thing. So mm-hmm. like come along or don't, but I'm going to be doing that. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that comes out on Sony, and then Rock in the Suburbs comes out um, that following year. Comes out on September eleventh, two thousand one, like that day. He's um, he's in he's he's at a radio station, like promoting the album, playing songs off the album, and then he just sees the DJ's eyes drift over to the TV, and they're like, "No," <gasps> and he doesn't even know what's going on. Yeah, he's just like. Hey, I guess I'm gonna finish the song because it's awkward now. He yeah, like finishes God. the song early, yeah, and and then they're just like, "We're gonna rap for now," and then he finds out what happens, and it's like this this whole thing. Wow. Um, and uh, "Rock in the Suburbs" is kind of weird because of it, because like "Rock in the Suburbs" does feel like a little bit more of an extension of Ben Folds Five than mm-hmm. anything after "Rock in the Suburbs." Yeah, like after "Rock in the Suburbs," um. He kind of goes and does, he does a bunch of random stuff. Like he, he joins up with um, Ben Queller and Ben Lee. Oh, the Bens. The Bens. And they make some, (laughs) they make some great songs. Like they're some legit, those guys are talented guys. They make some great stuff. Um, And uh, he, he goes in on a solo piano tour and he releases a live album called Ben Folds Live. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And um, that's like one of my favorite things to listen to also because um, it it records the first, I don't know how, can we, are you going to bleep me out if I cuss on here? Should I just say B word? <laughs> I think I say bad words. Um, yeah, I think it's I don't okay. Know. But um, yeah. anyway. We'll lose our sponsorships. His, it's his mm-hmm. thing, but it's, it recorded the first instance of, of Rock This Bitch, which <laughs> okay. is when an audience member yelled like, Rock This Bitch. And then Ben's is like, oh, I don't know that song, but I guess I'll make something up. And he just and made he it up on the spot. He makes up a song on the spot. And so now at every concert he ever plays, someone at some point will yell, rock this bitch. And he has to make up a song on the spot. It's like a thing wow. at his concerts. And there's, and he's, if you go on YouTube, you can find like, oh, some of, some of the songs that he turned into songs for albums came from him making up a song oh, on the wow. spot on stage. That's a rabbit hole. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's great. Fun. Um, I like that, like, inside baseball knowledge. Uh, like, to go to a Ben Folds show cold and have that mm-hmm. happen and be like, what's happened? What, yeah. What, yeah, what right? is this? And they're like, oh, no, this is this is what you do. This, this is, is the, you have thing. to know this. Yeah. yeah. This even, even when he plays with a full symphony orchestra, he does it. Yeah. Wow. Every show. Um, rock in the Suburbs. So, I, I I lived in Manhattan starting in 02. So, it was, it was just after that. Um and I remember going to see acapella groups because that's just what you do when you're in college um, and hearing these songs. And I was just like, I don't know these songs. Like, I know the Beach Boys song you just did, you know, they were, but like, they were singing Ben Folds. Acapella? They were doing Ben Folds acapella songs hmm. in like, oh, three, you know, wow. and and I remember being like, this is kind of crazy. And then I was working at a restaurant. Uh, not it couldn't have been a couple months later, like to pay my way through college, and the one of the waiters put "Rock in the Suburbs" on in this like it was like a, a risotto restaurant in the village, so it was mm-hmm. like an edgy kind of thing. Um, <laughs> it, you know, we were listening to Ben Folds in the afternoon, um, <laughs> but uh, but I listened to that album consistently front to back, and I started hearing these songs that I'd heard these acapella mm-hmm. groups doing in my freshman dorm, and I was like. Oh man, this guy! You mm. like that's that was the moment that yeah. I understood, and then when I heard the luckiest dude, oh like, man, whew, yeah, that song brings the house down for me on that album. I just, so I have a very special place. That's that's where I really discovered him. That was that album has such a special place for me. I love um, that man. I love those so stories. Good. I like wish yeah. I was there for that stuff back then. But, yeah. But it's, um, it's so good. Rock in um, the suburbs is, is a really good album. Like, yeah. Um, like I coming into stuff like this cold, like decades later, I'm listening mm-hmm. to it fresh and I'm like, what, what do I like? And what am I going to skip? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and there's some albums by Ben folds where I'm like, there's half of these songs I don't want to listen to. You know, right. just like straight up, unless I know the story behind it or unless there's another reason for me to listen. Right. Um, but yeah, Rock in the Suburbs, um, it's cohesive. Uh, every song is is really good. Like, yeah, I think Carrie and Kathy is probably oh my, my favorite track on that song. Just the story <clears throat> I, in Carrie and Kathy. I'm just like, yeah. oh, my God. Zach and Sarah bops. And Zach and Sarah the, is good stuff. The Ascent of Stan. Annie, Annie Waits was going. the first... Annie Waits uh, was the first Ben Folds song I learned on piano, actually. Yeah, oh, it's nice. such a good song. What did yeah. you say? Just say, I totally talked over you. The Ascent of Stan just oh. kind of gets you moving. <laughs> like It's like that thumping. Like, yes. Bow, bow. Um, but no, there was... The melody like, in that's great. 
he, again, in that vein of you have to know at the show to call out that thing, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. I remember seeing Fred Jones part two on this album and being oh like, is he just being silly? Like why <laughs> what part what's part two of a person? And then you find out like if you once you dig into the Ben lore mm-hmm. that the song Cigarette on Mm -hmm. Whatever and After Amen was the first song that he wrote about this guy he read an article about named Mm -hmm. Fred Jones. And then he revisits that subject matter four years later on this other album. So it actually is his, it's part two of his take on who this person was that he read an article about. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, But then what happens for me is there's, it ostensibly like a three to four year gap which shouldn't be much but like in the churn of my musical Mm -hmm. exposure and whatever Mm -hmm. like i don't hear from ben folds then for two to three years um he puts out some eps and stuff and he does the ben's project but like those don't get wide released he does a lot of eps and i think that's around the time like toward the end of that he does the soundtrack for um over the hedge too. Right. He does songs for Silverman yeah. and then over the hedge almost simultaneously. Like yeah, songs yeah. for Silverman comes mm-hmm. out and then over the hedge right after that. And super sunny speed graphic. I did get, I remember picking up, I have, I, I bought songs for Silverman mm-hmm. and super sunny speed graphic. Super sunny is a collection. It's, it's like a, a cherry picked of mm-hmm. the EP. So it's like two from each EP. There's a Ben song. There's another thing on there. It's like 12 yeah. songs that they just kind of, it's highlights from all the stuff that he did in the interim. Mm-hmm. But that weird lull, I kind of, yeah. I like, I missed the beat for some reason. Like I needed, I, I just wasn't staying on top of it. Kind of like well, what you're saying about how you missed out on it, like fell there's, off. There's at least two chapters in the book where he talks about 9-11 and like what that did like to yeah. him and like the industry where he, he totally kind of changed his perspective to be like, oh, no, people like need music now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's why he did the Ben Folds live album. Cause he was like, he was like, okay, I'm going to go on a tour where I'm just going to make people forget about all the crap the world's going through for two hours, yeah, you know, and like, we're not going to do a big production. It's just going to be like around a campfire, a dude and an instrument, and we're all going to sing. Like, that's what he wanted yeah. to do. And it turned out that like kept his career going for a while. Um Man. And so he was a changed, he basically was like, he sings differently after Rock in the Suburbs. Like if you listen, yeah. he's not doing the like 90s, like it's hard to describe. If you listen to it, you can hear it between Rock in the Suburbs and Songs for Silverman. He changes how he sings. So I don't know you if somebody he, gave him some advice, yeah. like yeah. don't push so hard because you're not going to be able to sing forever like that. Right. Or what? Or he just got a little softer. Um, you you mean when he does bitches ain't shit? Am I allowed to say yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. No? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Totally different. Very big big departure from rocking the suburbs. <laughs> that was I remember that by the way was a f- <clears throat> you remember that iTunes used to have a free song. Like there was like if you went on the iTunes store every mm-hmm. week there was a free song that you would get. Uh, instead of paying the 99 cents. And that was the free song. I remember the picture of him with the sunglasses on in like the style of Dr. Dre. Um, And I was just like, I was so excited. I was just like, oh my God, Ben Folds did this song? Like, (laughs) If you have never heard him cover that song, it's fantastic. It's not on streaming. He pulled it off because it's... it's, Well, 
he's he's saying he doesn't perform it anymore he's like i don't really want to be the proponent of a bunch of white people in a crowd screaming the n-word so that's fair like you can find it on youtube it's very available but he just doesn't yeah he doesn't play it anymore so i guess there's a lot of layers to that yeah Yeah. there's like it's also like the misogyny of the song itself oh yeah and then and then the racist (laughs) stuff over it's just (laughs) such a vulgar i mean you know, yeah. he's like, I don't, he's like, I just wish, he's not like, I don't wish it existed. He's more like, it happened, let's just move on. <laughs> yeah, that's that's smart enough. Yeah. Yeah, we, um, ju- we just lost our Nike sponsorship just saying the song title, so. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Sorry. Sorry Nike. Don't um, do it. Yeah. Don't do it. And, and in, in, vain, in the vein of, like, making these new friendships with his new stardom, he is also chumming it up with Weird Al. I mean, like, yep. post-Rock in the Suburbs and now with, with Brick and everything in the cultural zeitgeist, like, Weird Al basically makes a song that is of his style. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, and then I guess Ben plays piano on it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> really? Yep. It's on poodle hat, dude. What? Yeah. It's, it's the song. Why does this always happen to me? Which is very funny. It's, it's all about really like, good. yeah, it's like one of the lyrics, one of the verses is about like, you get in a traffic jam and you like, he sees his best friend dead on the side of the road. And he's like, that guy owed me five bucks. Why does this always happen to me? You <laughs> know, like, he, I think he played it when we saw him. Yeah, he did. did he, he played it this last yeah. time. That's a great one. So that Ben Ben wrote that with him and yep. played on it. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and and, uh, and Weird Al comes out before. Weird Al it. was uh, Weird Al was either in or directed the music video for Rock in the Suburbs. Oh really? Yeah, I, I can't what? remember. Hold on. There's some connection there too. And then, I know that he sang on a song. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he he's basically going ah. On oh. um on time, time from uh, yeah. from Song yeah. for Silverman like he's not yeah. being Weird Al he's just like yeah okay we're, oh, yeah, hey. he directed and appeared in the video for yeah. Rock in the Suburbs I thought so yeah, look at yeah. that wow good call so Songs um, for Silverman I think yeah. is my favorite Ben Folds album it is very good and it's um, also it, it I think it has that balance of like he had that pop blast of Rock in the Suburbs mm-hmm. and now he's like. I'm going to experiment a little bit again, you know, like here's, here's where I'm going now. Yeah. It feels like, it feels like the most, like, this is just Ben Folds being Ben Folds with no distortion or like, you know, he's just, he's writing. These are the songs that he heard in his head. That's to me what it feels like. Cause the album is very cohesive. It has the same like sound throughout. There's no random, like fake punk song in the middle of it or like experimental stuff. It's very much like, Here's eleven really well written songs that I that I had in my head. That's to yeah. me, it's sort of like the purest Ben Folds exclusive experience. Um, yeah, and I not a skippable song on the album for me. Um, so, yep, yep, um, yep, yep. And right around that same time is has been has been is uh, and I remember grabbing this one is the William Shatner album. That again, they had had that great experience a few years prior, um, mm-hmm. and strike up this friendship. And William Shatner ostensibly says, "Like I want to do a whole album. Like he wants to do an album. He doesn't want to be on Ben's side project thing. He's like, will you produce it, write mm-hmm. it, you know, perform on it, arrange the whole thing, like be the musical backbone that I need because he's not singing." And that album shouldn't be good. Like, 
<laughs> like on paper, him like William Shatner covering lonely people by pulp or common people rather by pulp common shouldn't people, happen. Yeah. yeah, like it's so and it's good, so freaking good. The whole album is good. Mm-hmm. It has its moments. It has peaks and valleys, like anything. But like, it feels like it should be a joke, and you get to the end of it, and you're like, I actually really enjoyed that. Like, <laughs> like William Shatner did it. Uh, but it's because of Ben. Like, there's no, mm-hmm. there's no, like, there's no denying that it's. Uh, it's Ben's fingerprints. It's a Ben mm-hmm. Folds album with William Shatner on vocals. Um, but one oh, yeah. thing that I saw that that came out of that is like where the mentality that Ben gets of looking at William Shatner, who's 73 when that mm-hmm. happened. And that was 20 years ago, guys. I didn't realize that William Shatner's in his 90s no right now. No way. Yeah. He's 92, guys. Right. Ben Shatner's immortal, to, though. Like he's not William Shatner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not gonna die. So, yeah. So um, just beam up so one day. Like I'm done he with was this like, planet. Yeah. Ben said something to the effect of like he was like being around William Shatner and and seeing that guy not care. Like he was just like there was there was the there's these levels of cool where mm-hmm. it's like being cool almost ruined like has inevitably cyclically almost ruined pop music Mm -hmm. and then like punk rock was supposed to come and dismantle it but then there were all these rules to being punk rock right everything it was like you couldn't add too many chords you had to focus on what you were looking what you looked like even though you weren't supposed to like care about what you looked like like Mm -hmm. everybody's lying and then he's like here's a 73 year old guy who just doesn't care and he's the coolest dude in the world and he's just like he said like he was around someone who was so void of judgment about whether something was acceptable or not. And he was like, "That I want to be that. He's like, I think he felt, he mm. always felt gravitated in that space. And then to see William Shatner embody that, like, I think validated it a little bit where it's like, oh yeah, this guy does this thing where he just does what he wants to do and he doesn't care if it's cool or pitchfork likes it or whatever. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do that. And I think you look, you look at his trajectory from there and it's all embodied in that. Cause he goes off. I mean, he does, um, what's the 2008 ways to normal way to normal. Yeah. Uh, Way to normal. Um, he goes off, he hosts the, the sing-off. He, get, he, mm-hmm. he becomes a host on NBC because of the college acapella thing. He's mm-hmm. so pervasive. He puts out an acapella album, mm-hmm. which I've got. I've got that. I picked that up because I was like, I mean, I saw it it's, all through college. I might as well have it. So yeah. the acapella version of boxing is is I better than Ben Fold's version of boxing. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's so good. Um, like so. Um, Let's stop at Wade and and Normal first. Oh, yeah. Yeah, No, hold on. Like, sorry. Um, Songs for Silverman, I don't know. Like, that song probably turned me into, like, the biggest Ben Folds fan ever. Because I was like, okay, I, like, understand this man on a molecular level. Like, I get his songwriting. Like, I love it. I want more of it. Like, that turned me into a super fan. Yeah. Um, Uh, Yeah. There's a song on Super Sunny Speed Graphic called there's always someone cooler than you. Mm-hmm. And that song has always resonated. Like from the moment I heard it, I'm like, this is 
this has I been love, my mentality. I love like that I one, yeah. like yeah. And I wonder if that came from hanging with Shatner. Like oh, I'm yeah, like probably. I'm like I'm here. I'm like I was like going through the lyrics again, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's probably just like, why chase cool when everyone? There's always going to be somebody that's that. So like, how about you just do your thing? You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So he does. Uh. He does over the hedge. And then he's got Way Too Normal. I'm so, not super familiar with Way Too Normal. Way Too Normal, that's the single on that was You Don't Know Me with Regina Spector. Right. Um, which is, I, I love that song. But that album is schizophrenic. Like that album is just <laughs> all over the place. And if you, and if you read the book, that was kind of, that was kind of his breaking point was this album where the years of avoiding all of his problems by writing songs and touring were catching up with him. Okay. You know, um, and he had was, a kid in Australia at that point or something. Yeah. He, like I feel he, like, yeah, he was like, he, yeah, he, he, one of his wives he met in Australia and they had twins. Yeah. Um, boy and a girl. And so there's a song about Gracie on rock in the suburbs and then the song, um, it hurts to grow up and everybody does. So oh, weird yeah. to be back, to be here. back here. Um, still fighting it. Still fighting it is about, is for his son. Oh, okay. So that's cool. Yeah. But like, I, I mean, I think he gets divorced in between Silverman and Way to Normal. Yeah. But he had said he was flying, he was doing the rock star thing in America and the UK mm-hmm. still, but but his kids and his yeah. wife were in Australia and that just seems brutal. Like he was breaking to he was breaking down. Yeah. Like it was way yeah. too much and he was carrying yeah. it and and um I mean Way to Normal is such a bizarre like it starts it starts with a joke song, Hiroshima, which is about this time he was touring in Japan and fell off the stage and like got a concussion, but played the show anyway. Oh shit! And it was bleeding all over the piano. And that song, that song is a rock this bitch piano. A song. Is it? Oh, yeah, it started no. as a joke song as a, as a, a rock this bitch, wow, and now it's the great. first that's song great. on Way to Normal. Um, wow, 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 another wow. funny story about way to normal is, um, so, you know, everybody's trying to figure out like, where does Napster fit into the music business now that like anybody could just download whatever they want. Mm-hmm. So in one day he and he and his two bandmates, um, wrote and recorded an entire fake album and they leaked it. Right. Yeah. And they, <laughs> the funny thing is they had a hard time what? leaking it because Ben's fans are like so loyal. He was like, they like wouldn't leak the album. Oh my god! Eventually they did, (laughs) and there were there were magazines reviewing the album based on this leak. Oh my god! (laughs) And then the album comes out, and everybody's like, "Wait, (laughs) 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 what?" Um, And actually, some of those you can go and download that album. And actually, some of those songs are kind of catchy. Like, it's not (laughs) all a bunch of crap. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think we're getting about there in the timeline here, but my the question that keeps coming because we've mentioned two or three times now uh, acapella as a genre. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how does Ben get wrapped up in ending up being a judge on this acapella competition show, the Sing Off? Does he talk about it in the book at all? Because I have a speculation, but I, I don't I don't know the specifics of of what went yeah. down. The only the only um, thing that I would say is like it 
it became so pervasive. Like I think that his music, it was him. It's a weird, it's a weird connection to make, but Ben folds and Maroon five, like there were a few bands that had the musicality of what they did in the early two thousands when there was that acapella college movement. Like it was very in vogue to do college acapella in the two thousands for whatever reason. And there was something, it was almost theater kid cool about it. You know, like I remember seeing acapella groups doing bunches, a bunch of songs from songs about Jane and a bunch of Ben Fold songs because I think that there's there's a rhythm to it. Like you said, when you strip away any of like sort of the the layers mm-hmm. of punk rock or edge, oh, yeah. songs it for does Silverman feel could straight up t- be the soundtrack to a musical. Like yeah, that whole <laughs> it really could. could. It really yeah. could. And, and actually, so I think it lends itself to the format. That's a genre. That's a style of songwriting that I really really love. Like I would say mm-hmm. that about probably like Super Free Animals too, or like that. Like. Yeah. Their songs no, are a good super call. melodic and 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 pop and like crazy. Like they're weird, but they're pop songs, you know? Yeah. Um So he did Over the Hedge, which we already mentioned, mm-hmm. which yeah. my younger daughter just r- found out about like a week ago. So it's very timely. Oh, that's I've fun. seen it like eight times over the so past good. week. Yeah. Some great yeah. music. The heist, in that. that heist song is like just such a jam, man. It's so like, good. You don't pay the ransom. It's incredible. It's like, so good. So it makes you wonder, cause I think about, you know, people like Adam Schlesinger and it's like, who went on to, do so much TV and movie work. I, mm-hmm. I kind of wonder why Ben didn't also, you know, heavy go into that, that mm-hmm. line of work. Oh, he, he did, did uh, but it, but it was like, not I don't know. To the it same was all degree. sort of weird. Like he wasn't the guy to go to, to write a pop right. song for your movie. I, like, he's like, not winning. Yeah, I think it was, it's right. too structured. I think it's too structured. I think it would require him to do a thing, and he doesn't want to do a thing. You know, like oh, he the wants reason to do his thing. Yeah, yeah he wants the to reason. Do his thing. The reason that the acapella album exists. I mean, the acapella album is a collection of groups from around the country. He like, personally doing his songs. Flew, he personally flew yeah. around and recorded those on, right. with his own equipment. Wow. Like he went and he saw he saw one of them perform Brick and he was so blown away. Like he was seeing the movement happen in real time and he was so blown away by the fact that they were like all these groups and they were doing all different songs mm-hmm. like from either Ben Folds 5 or Rock in the Suburbs. Um, or I, I mean, Jesus Land was, was on there too. Like there was stuff from even from Songs of Silverman on mm-hmm. there um, that he he embraced it and and took it but i think that that's as far as he'll go um i feel like yeah. i would see him take a meme and make it his own thing you he know just that's doesn't almost do, what it was and i totally get yeah. this as a creative he doesn't want to do the same thing twice like, yeah he doesn't yeah. want to be the guy who does the soundtrack stuff like he he did a bunch of soundtrack work he I, I don't know if this is a really deep cut if anybody's seen the movie not another teen movie there's a musical number in that movie. It's super crass. It's disgusting. Um, ben Folds wrote the song, and then he he records the vocal part for one of the characters. Oh wow! Uh, who's like not a no name character that never we never see again. Um, he's done. 
he did the music for the movie Hoodwinked, the animated movie. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, well, and he's, he's song, done more than I thought. So the song yeah. "The Luckiest," the luckiest it's, he actually yeah. wrote for for a different loser. movie, like ba- yeah, yeah, it was and for then loser. It, it never made yeah. the cut. So yeah. he just put it on his album, and it was a great yeah. song. And then later, yeah. that song was used as like the whole song is the backdrop to "About Time," the film. Right. So it's like he does it, but it's not like he doesn't want that to be the thing. Although he does talk about. He wants to write a musical someday, which I'm like, oh my god, please, Ben, please write a musical. Yeah. Um, and he wants to score an entire film because now he's very Dang. much into like symphony orchestra um, stuff. Well, and and Adam almost perfectly queuing up this thing here, so thank you. But like the next thing that he puts out is this album where he writes none of the lyrics. The oh. all of the lyrics are by Nick Hornby, who I've got wrote such a soft spot for Lonely Avenue. Right, so Lonely That's, Avenue, yeah. everything is written by Nick Nick Hornby, who mm-hmm. wrote High Fidelity about a boy. Um, he worked. He's built a relationship with Ben, mm-hmm. and they decide like you write this, and I'll I'll write that, and like I, uh, I it's a great fit. They complement each other very well, but it, you, I think again, you, it's like you yeah. wouldn't expect it. Wow. You almost wouldn't know. Sense. You almost wouldn't know that Ben isn't writing these lyrics. Almost, right. that's fair. Like, just because yeah. he's such a yeah. story-driven like songwriter. Um, yeah. Picture window to me. Uh, just that chorus. You know what hope is? Hope is a bastard. Hope is a liar. A thief, che- a cheat, and a thief. Mm-hmm. I ball up every time I hear that freaking song. Yeah. God. I feel like Belinda. There's a song Belinda. Oh, on Belinda! There, really good. Yes. Yeah, Belinda's very good. Yeah, yeah. And there's some really silly moments. Like the oh, lyrics man. in that are really funny. Oh man, it's so yeah. sad. Like he's just so good at taking like just the like the most like back ass word story, and then just yeah. putting this beautiful music behind it. And you're like, what are we? What's happening right now? <laughs> what am I humming along to? Yeah. yeah. Man. Password. Um, password is genius. I love password. And again, um, so he's like, he's 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 bouncing around, he's doing that, and then it's like, okay, well, it's time to get Ben Folds five back together. Right. Oh, it's yeah. like that, that we've was done awesome. this, we've done this. Like yeah. they were doing let's go back to it. They were doing reunion live shows throughout 2009, 2010. Um, and then they were just like, let's just freaking I've got to, yeah, let's do it. And um, so that song, that album is called, uh, uh sound in the life of the mind. Sound That's the one the you life said of the before. Mind. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I almost never say it because in the Ben Folds sphere, we all just acronym it cause it's so freaking long. <laughs> um, that's probably my second favorite Ben Folds project. Really? Um, oh, I yeah. have never spent much time with it. Oh my gosh. It's just such okay. a cohesive, like, it's because Ben, like, part of me feels like Ben is just like, I've got like 400 songs in my head. What 10 do I want to randomly cherry pick and put in this album? But this album, they wrote the songs like as a group, you know, like they were like, okay, we're going to make an album. We're going to make a Ben Folds 5 album. Like, it can't be a bunch of my old crap. It's going to be Ben mm-hmm. Folds 5 stuff. Yeah. Um, I love this album. Draw a crowd. I just actually learned um, to play Draw a Crowd uh, because it's one of my favorite songs. Um, and man, I don't know, man. Just this whole album, like the first, <laughs> the first 
four songs just are are a Ben Folds album. Like he could have stopped at the first four songs because they're incredible, and then it just keeps going. It just keeps getting better. So, um, I'm seeing that the the guy who produced this it's it's what we said it's it's not Caleb, mm-hmm. but it's one of the dudes from Guster, which is kind of cool. I didn't oh, realize that. Okay, yeah, Guster. So All right. I wonder. Yeah, I like Guster. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I want to go. I gotta spend some time with this album. I'm gonna yeah. make a note. To, to listen to this one because I think I just again my affinity was for Ben Folds and mm-hmm. I didn't have a connection to Ben Folds 5 and so when this happened I remember the moment mm-hmm. but like I don't it wasn't like this is my thing yeah. I it's, was like oh this no, is somebody else's thing it's no whatever never amen like don't expect it to be like oh we're gonna be sure. as good as we were whatever it's it's still more Ben Folds um I just think, and it actually took me, it's, it was one of those weird things. It took me a little while to like get what was happening with this album. So okay. it might take you more than one listen through to be like, okay, like it clicks. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It It's very high on my list of favorite Ben Folds projects for sure. I also didn't realize um, they crowdfunded it because I guess mm-hmm. when, when it went from Ben Folds 5 to Ben Folds, his contract with Sony shifted to his solo stuff, which left Ben Folds five as an entity unsigned. So when they came back together, they got to kind of shop it around and they wound up just crowdfunding it, which now in 2023 is a semi-normal thing to do. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's still, it's still a little janky. Mm-hmm. This is 2012. Like I don't, I guess it was through pledge music. I don't even remember. I don't remember doing no, I'd never heard of that music. either. Yeah. That's this crazy. Is also, this is also the album where, uh, at least in the book, he talks about how before this album, he he had like a major breakdown, like got, mm-hmm. got super sick because his body was basically just like breaking down from constantly being on stage for, you know, almost his entire life. Yeah. Um, Jeez. And so he was basically forced to go on a hiatus for, I think it was a year. After um, this, you're saying? No, before before, before Sounds okay. of the Mind. Yeah, the, I mean, yeah. the 2008 2012 is four years, and for Ben Folds to not do a bunch of music stuff in that time, it's like weird. Yeah, um, no, that's but true. But he he started going to therapy, and yeah. he started like doing yoga and like taking care of his body, and and then so he comes into this album just like a healthier like version of himself. Yeah. And so maybe part of my affinity for this album is like, okay, like this is, this is like redemption album for like, you know, I'm not going to treat myself like crap anymore. I'm going to be good to myself. So it's a much more like do it anyway is such an answer to a lot of his like much more like, uh, self, self, um, ridicule songs and, and like, you know, like crap he's been through in his life. Um, you know, and just like a lot of introspective stuff that I really love. And like, thank you for breaking my heart. I mean, to me, it's as good as the luckiest. It's just a different subject, (laughs) you know? Yeah. The end. It's like, it's like the conclusion to the luckiest. If you want, I like the end of a relationship. Do I want to hear this song? I don't know. I don't know. Do you have any rough breakups in your past? Because it'll, yeah, it'll bring it out. So, <laughs> uh, Boy. Okay. I'll give myself some time for that one. Yeah. Um, and, and it is weird. We've mentioned before that he's also on TV 
during this. Like he yep. he becomes well known mm-hmm. enough. I never watched this show. I remember it being on, but Me I never neither. watched the sing off. And now yeah. I kind of want to go back because I bet you he was probably pretty funny. Like to have great. him as a judge yeah. in it next mm-hmm. to like Nicole Scherzinger or whatever it was has got to be kind of fun. Yeah, he he performs stuff live on that show too, and he's like it's like really fun. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I wonder because. Going back and finding archival reality shows are hit or miss. I, I wonder if there's a way to go and find that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet Hulu you it's out there something? somewhere. Yeah. I know. hope it's on Peacock. Um, so then um, I remember this project. So he had he starts going down that composition uh, mm-hmm. path, right? And he's mm-hmm. um, he had been commissioned to do a piano com- a concerto. And I think he got the bug at that point again. Like he obviously had classical backgrounds. We talked about mm-hmm. that a while ago. Um, and so he does this album called So There um, with the, um, is it Y Music, E Music yeah, Ensemble? Music. Y Music Ensemble. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I remember people like getting all geeked about this. Like it was a really cool uh collaboration i i feel like i listened to a couple songs off of this when it first came out but i did not go back and and dive back into it i don't know do do you have anything with it it's um i mean i didn't know about it at the time but going back to it now um it was it was an opportunity for him to explore like oh what does my music sound like with a full symphony orchestra let's find out yeah like um, you know, so he wrote a bunch of great songs for it. I I am in love with this album in a weird way. Um, it's another one that I can go through from beginning to end. It's mm-hmm. like, here's eight tracks of Ben Folds, and then here's three concertos for piano. So it's kind of split in half. So does it feel like a departure then a little bit, but it's The it's concerto doesn't yeah. really, it sounds like classical music to me. Okay. Like it's a very good concerto. Yeah. But right. I don't know enough about that to know if it's like same good. Like yeah. I would, yeah. and I don't really listen to that part of it. Like I listened to it once through just to be like, okay, I did it. But like I didn't yeah. get anything from it. But the mm-hmm. Ben Folds songs on here are very, very, very good. Phone in a pool, I think, was the single. Yeah. If that, like, I don't know how far this album really went anywhere, but um, Phone in a Pool is great. I think my favorite on this album has got to be. So there, mm-hmm. um, because it's a very autobiographical song about um, um, just about like his constant, constant moving around when he was touring and like, um, like not really having a home and just like, you know, having multiple like different wives and like not really knowing where he was. And so listening to that after reading the book is really, really a good an experience. And then yeah. um uh yeah, I mean, I don't know. I love all of it, so I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm a bad yeah. person to talk to. <laughs> no, it's fair. I feel like I. This is another one. Um, I've said on other episodes where there's like um, finding something to just put on in the in the background. Mm-hmm. I feel like some of this kind of stuff would would play. Like at, like my memories of this is it's a Ben Folds album where there's Ben Folds moments, but it is something that is, is not as demanding of you as pop music is for your immediate attention, Yeah, but it could, it could float in your cerebral side of it a little bit more. Not only that, Um, but it's, it kind of, it gives back as much as you give it 
if yeah. I want to say. Like, if you really sit there and read the lyrics, like, you're going to be blown. Your mind's going to be blown. Yeah. Um, I feel but if like you just I'm put gonna, it on, it's like a great thing to listen to. I feel like I'm going to listen to Sound of the Life of the Mind in mm-hmm. my car, and I feel like I'm going to listen to So There while I'm doing the dishes yeah. and the laundry. There's some know? bops. Like, I feel like... There's yeah. some bops on uh, Sound of the Life of the Mind, so, yeah. Um, and then he gets... Uh, appointed uh, by the National Symphony Orchestra in D.C. Mm-hmm. to be the their artistic advisor in 2017. Yeah. He's wow. the first, first person to ever do that. And he basically, um, he gets to run this program called Declassified, which takes, it's, it's kind of what he did with So There, um, but he gets to come up with ways to blend orchestras playing with um, different, pop contemporary artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like it, I remember hearing the roots um, talk about like when they were, they got the pitch to do Fallon and on paper, it seems crazy that the roots would be the house band for a TV show. Mm-hmm. But quest love, I remember saying in an interview, he was just like, so like when the music musicians come on your show, like we can play with them. And and he was like, well, yeah, you're the roots. You could do whatever you want. And they're like, cool, cool. Yeah, we'll take it. Like, <laughs> like this is cool. Like, you, you're going to bring, like, Buddy Guy and Paul McCartney and whoever on the Fallon show and the roots get to play with those people. Like, that's, like, I think it's that kind of experimental drive yeah. and that itch to be mm-hmm. like, oh, anything could happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course we should do that. Um so it seems like something that's almost tailor-made for him. I wonder how much of it is something that he uh, like he drove to do and how much of it was brought to him. Obviously, he's brought in some of his his, um, his friends for it. I saw like Regina Spector has been mm-hmm. a part of the program before. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's very cool. Like I feel like it's another whole side of what he's been doing that I need to uh, educate myself on. It's pretty neat. Um, one of the last chapters in his book is called Following Interest, where he just kind of talks about, like, he, he doesn't really know what he's going to be doing next year. Mm-hmm. He's just interested in this right now. And then next year he might be playing bongos. Like, he's like, I don't know. But, yeah. but you know, he's just really – he just knows that he's only going to do what he, like, feels – desires to do he's going to be pushed he's going to be motivated to create a whole project and see it to completion only if it's something that he's like he feels like the draw in to do and nothing else is gonna matter until until that's done um and so like yeah anything that he does you know like it's something that he wanted to do um whether it was brought to him or whether they whether he tried to make it happen. I don't, don't know, but, um, so yeah. So you're, you're in a unique situation now, Dan, as somebody who is this newfound appreciation for this artist, you've gone back, you've done your full blast, like education, uh, (laughs) of, of him and you're, you're in the moment of it. But the reason it just happens to be coinciding because the, I feel like the, the autobiography came out like a year or two ago. It's uh, it, 2019. Yeah. So it's not super recent, recent yeah. enough, but not super, super recent. Still want to try um, to get mine signed. We'll see if that happens. Could <laughs> happen. Um, there's, um, 
there's a, a podcast that he did, I think, during COVID around some of the stuff. Yeah, as well. lightning bugs, which is really yeah. great, super motivating, especially like fun for conversations, right? Yeah, yeah, with creatives and just, I mean, he he has um, like just anybody you can imagine on there. Um, uh, what was his name? Uh, I'm having a real trouble with names right now. It's all good. Um, Never anyway. Just keep going. But he he <laughs> he he's got a new album coming out. You know, which was a, yeah. p- part of the reason why we wanted to do this is because uh, we've been you've been gushing about him. We're all fans, and it was like, well, why not just do uh, an episode mm-hmm. where we talk about Ben Folds? And part of this is because I think you're in a unique spot right now where you are at the zenith of your Ben Folds influence and fandom, and you're about to get the first Ben Folds album in Yo, years. Like, I'm it, losing my shit. It's <laughs> going to be such a moment. Like, I have, so on my laptop, I have like 30 tabs open or whatever. And one of the tabs is his tour dates because his Dallas shows are not, you can't buy them yet. Every single day I go to that site and refresh it to see if I can buy tickets. <laughs> oh, really? Because <laughs> I'm going to go. Like it's on my calendar. Like I'm going to yeah. go. Yeah. Um, it's gotta maybe, be such a good show. Maybe too. get VIP if I can afford it. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. And he, he dropped, um, a song from it recently called Winslow gardens, which is like basically his experience being in Australia. Then suddenly you're in quarantine and you can't go back to America, even though like all your stuff is in America. And so it, the whole song is just about like, I guess we live in Winslow gardens now. Like, you know what? Um, and it's like kind of yeah. a funny, it's like a hopeful song, but it's like not a hopeful lyrics. So that's kind of his MO is to like mix those things up. Um, Do you, you know, have any anxiety about like coming into this now and wondering like if it doesn't stack up, like again, you, you've no, had the full, no, no, you're just you're ready. You're here for whatever. Like, because, <sighs> All of all of the albums that I've listened to where I'm like, why did you put why did you even release this song? Like that stuff is mm-hmm. pr- is um way to normal backwards. Okay. Every everything that he's released since um uh since Sound of the Life of the Mind, I've loved. Like those albums are are great. Solid. Yeah. I've I, uh, that and so there. Those are the only albums he's dropped. And actually, the rumor that I hear is that he had an entire album written, and then he was like, uh, "This album doesn't work anymore," and he scrapped the entire thing wow. because of COVID. Wow. Because of COVID. <laughs> Man, he was like, "This album is meaningless to me now because of COVID." Like, I have to write a song about COVID now or an album. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I'm, I'm like- on his. I'm on his Patreon, so I get to like kind of interact with him a little bit which is really mm-hmm. cool like he'll do he'll do live streams where it's just like him chatting with us about what he's been up to um that's so and, cool and uh and so um the other day i just got to tell this funny story the other day he w- he was like hey i'm i'm doing this surprise show at in nashville or whatever if any of you are in nashville like i can get you tickets or whatever like he'll like drop us lines like that um and then he just says, like, uh, I just I just finished writing a bunch of music for a TV show. 
Um, and it was really hard because I didn't want to do any of it, but you know, I guess this is better than waiting tables. And so (laughs) I, I commented on his post, um, a lyric from one of his songs where he goes, um, I get paid much finer for, for, uh, I get paid much finer for playing piano and kissing ass. And so I quoted that at him and then he, he like, liked it he was like liked ah. it yeah so oh man. that felt good that was a moment for yeah, me it is. Ah. <laughs> that was I a giddy that, little dude. like yes dude when you get that like oh my god it yeah. means the yeah. world it really does yeah Amazing. especially because that's such a unique thing now like yeah. trying yeah. to think of like going to a, a jimmy eat world concert and in like 2001 and hoping to catch a guitar pick it's like now yeah. you're trying to <laughs> right. catch a like on, on i Instagram, know yeah it's you know? funny right yeah yeah well like back in the day he would like hang out after the show and like talk to fans yeah. and stuff. those days are long gone but yeah, um if i get vip yeah. i bet i could get my book signed but we'll see yeah yeah We'll see. Um, awesome. So yeah. So uh, to kind of round this out, then um, I, I maybe it's because I have him on the brain, but I around the same time of Ben Folds, I was discovering this band, Something Corporate, um, who would then go on like the lead singer would go on to form Jack's Mannequin, and then um, his own like under his name Andrew McMahon. After that. Um, and it's, it's a similar kind of situation. It's not as, as tongue in cheek or like, um, self-effacing. It's more embracing of, of that sort of pop, but the Mm -hmm. guy has that same kind of drive. He just consistently has to be experimenting and putting out new music and, and all of that. And, um, there's a level of trust that Mm -hmm. I have with him Exactly. In the music that he's going to put out. Yeah. And there have been times when, like, there was an album, the last album he actually put out, uh, and it's part of the reason I'm bringing this up, is I think it's one of the first times, notably, that he wrote songs that were fictional. Obviously, he was communicating something. He had mm-hmm. a, there's a reason to the story, but the majority of what I have grown up and and have appreciated with his music all along was sort of the bleeding for me, right? He's telling me mm. these beautiful stories, but they all are grounded in experiences that he had. Um, he's it's it's like looking at his diary, and then suddenly I'm looking at something where he wrote about someone that doesn't exist, and it it took me out of it a little bit. Mm. Um, I've gone back to it since, and I'm finding that it was it's more of a me problem than a him problem like the songs hold up it's just i went in expecting blood mm-hmm. on paper and it was ink um and i i look then at ben folds cuz i'm such a mountain goats fan and that's half if not more of what that band does is is fiction you know mm-hmm. and a lot of ben's music is fiction like there's a lot of, oh, of stories yeah. about his his life experiences like, and stuff o- overtly, like overtly yeah O- overtly yeah. like most of his songs he names he names names he's talking about yeah. like oh there's judy and then there's like jackson cannery and then there's yeah. like you know like yeah. it's just there's names throughout everything so he's always telling stories but yeah. he'll tell you in his bio in his autobiography he's like i'm always writing about me you know like uh, he has a song okay he has a song called um i forget what it's called it's a song about the the like guy who worked for um 
I can't even remember the freaking guy's name. Like the most famous singer in the world. And I can't even think <laughs> of his name. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. Frank okay. Sinatra. Oh, that guy. Mm-hmm. That guy. That no name. It, the guy yeah. who followed Frank Sinatra around and like helped him. It's a song. It's, it's about him. Um, but he talks in the book about like, no, actually it's about like my constant need for companionship and how meaningless right. I feel without it. Right, yeah. and he's drawing a parallel to yep. it by telling a story about yeah. someone else. Like it's he he says in his book he got to show the song to the actual guy who like follows yeah. Frank Sinatra around, and he's like, "That's not like me at all." Like, what are you talking about? He's like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, no, this actually, is about yeah. me actually." <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, Adam, you and I have talked about like part of my Bruce Springsteen. The song problem. is the right. song is about uh, yeah. the song is um about being fr- about being Frank, and I about think being Frank. I think it's on Songs for Silverman. Um, part of my Bruce Springsteen problem is I'm like, he's writing about the chicken man. Like who, no, tell me they blew up the chicken man. I don't care about the chicken man. Tell me what you had for breakfast. Like, I want to know about you. And, and, and I have that kind of dissociative thing where Mm -hmm. I'm like, unless, unless you can promise me that the story you're telling me is about you, even though it's not about you, I, I, I check out initially and I need to be brought into the fold, but Ben folds. I like it's, it flies in the face of that. Cause rock in the suburbs, Zach and Sarah mm-hmm. and Annie Waits and Fred Jones and the ascent of Stan and, um, you're right. Yeah, uh, it's all carrying Kathy. Carrie like Kathy, it's yeah. all, yeah, it's all stuff where I'm sure there's anecdotal bits of that's why he's writing it mm-hmm. is because of an experience, yep. but it's through another person. Um, you, he almost has to tell you that. Like, yeah, you may not know that, you know? And so at that point, at that point, I just get caught up in his storytelling because he's a really good storyteller. Um, yeah. Uh, and in that way, I kind of, I'm here for whatever Ben Folds wants to give me because I know that it's about him, even if it's not about him. Yeah. Um, So I, yeah. And um, yeah, I'm overall, I almost feel like the new album, it's called what, what matters most uh, can do no wrong. There's another song released off of it that he did live that the the video of it is out there and it's called um, Christine from the seventh grade. (laughs) <laughs> and it's it's really funny but he's honestly like it's honestly such a gift this song because there's a it, it's about this woman who sends him um QAnon emails <laughs> <laughs> and it's, oh, it's so, so funny it's such a funny song oh my god set to like this like dirgy you know three four timing that's um, amazing and then he hits you with the end with like this hopeful like but listen, Christine, like the world is beautiful. Like there's real things in the world that you could care about instead of all this crap. And then you're hit with like, Oh God, like this is not a funny song at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I I trust Ben folds. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is. As I think I feel very similarly in that sense where it's just like, I'm going to go into this album just, knowing that I'm in good hands. Like he's going to, he's, he's going to deliver what he's going to deliver. And I've co-signed on whatever that's going to be. One, one Um, last thing that I'll say before we're about to like wrap up is that, um, honestly, like discovering Ben Folds is like such a crazy gift in my life. Um, like exactly when he came in, uh, Mm -hmm. 
because I all last year I was going through therapy and like trying to discover myself and like really like pushing back on some real crazy insecurities I've had for like my entire life. Mm. And what Ben Folds did was it took that and it was like, oh no, okay, Dan, here's your purpose now. Like it feels like purpose. Yeah. Um, and so if I ever get to like tell him that, that would be really cool. But who knows? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It seems like it, it seems like uh, there's a validating part to it where it's mm-hmm. like you you see a kindred spirit, albeit you're definitely different people, obviously. Like nobody's no, the same, sure, but you're though. seeing yeah. you're seeing somebody else who embodies some of the things that you see in question in yourself and you're like, oh, okay, well, that guy's that guy's working on it. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's he's had massive success. He's he's got one of the quintessential songs from the nineties. He's a worldwide name. He's been on TV and yet he needs to go to therapy to work out what's mm-hmm. wrong with him yeah. and yep. get his stuff sorted. Like I guess we we might not be that different. Exactly. Like, that's yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, awesome. Adam, do you have any any final thoughts? No, it's great. I just um, I always really enjoy these episodes where I can really just take a back seat and hear from someone else about something they're extremely passionate about, and I'm just like listening and learning for the majority of it always a really, you know, enjoyable, uh, experience for me. And then obviously of course, with just the, the personal aspect of it, you know, uh, always happy to, I mean, like shoot, getting teared up hearing about my brother finding something that like, he feels like has given him like a new lease on life. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's really, really cool. Um, yeah, cool. so Thank I couldn't you. think of a better, um, a better time for this to a better time for this episode to happen. So, cause we've been talking about this for like four months. Like, yeah, yeah. we've been talking about yeah. this for a while. Like before doing the episode, before yeah. you read the autobiography three times, we were talking about <laughs> doing this episode. It was on the first, it was on the first read. The first read. Like, we should do Ben Folds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but so the new album comes out June 2nd, what mm-hmm. matters most and Winslow yep. gardens you can listen to now. Um, Dan, why don't you plug what, whatever you've got going on right now that you'd like to plug. Awesome. Well, if you're listening to this, you probably already know about RetroLogic, but just in case, RetroLogic is our kind of bi-weekly-ish episode about um, retro game collecting and trivia and me and um, Sam Wagers and John. Uh, me and names tonight. What's the deal? John Cummins. 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 John Cummins. <laughs> you know, that super famous singer, the guy I talk to you on You say it basis. every week. Um, <laughs> me and Sam Wishes and John Cummins, and it's really, really fun little show we do. Um, and uh, but you got a yeah, big so come, milestone episode coming up, though, come right? Check us out. We that's got right. episode 100, we're recording next weekend, yeah. Um, so that's gonna be a pretty big deal. Um, yeah. and the Discord is my favorite place to hang out on the internet, same, ever. yeah, like, for real. And yeah. I know you guys will plug the Discord in, in when you do your ending stuff, but just um, yeah, want to plug that. Um, also. Per like we were talking a little bit about earlier in the episode, I am writing and I'm writing a lot of music right now, and I really want to make I what I really want to make and produce an album of it, like well produced. I don't know how to nice. do any of that. I'm just writing. Sure, sure, I'm sure. writing the stuff. Yeah. That's where it um, starts. 
So <laughs> I'm right here, uh, bud. <laughs> no, I know, I know, but you have stuff going on, and yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't know how to like get time with you. We have kids. Yeah, but you guys did a jam session recently, right? We that's did a, jam a good session. way to start it. Yeah, we that's played a good one way of our songs. It. We played my song about getting tased by a lady who meditates on the sidewalk. So, oh my god, that was a highlight for sure. <laughs> what a teaser, by the awesome. way. What a that's that's a, ta- on a taser teaser. Yeah. You can listen a taser teaser. <laughs> taser teaser. You can listen that song's on my Twitter. You can go listen to it. It's just me acoustic guitar on my phone, so it's not produced at all. But it's a thing that I want to do for the rest of my life, so expect there to be more of that. Coming. That's great. So, that's yeah. great. So you're going to start getting a bunch of recording equipment in your garage next. Yeah, That'll that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. become that guy. <laughs> $10,000 worth of recording. Equipment. No, honestly, I have everything that I... I have a like a really nice microphone and a MacBook. Yeah. Like, what else do yeah. you need in 2023? Not much more. Yeah. So... Yeah. A working a understanding of, of Pro Tools or that's something. That's what I yeah. don't have. Yeah. yeah. I have yeah, GarageBand. Exactly. And yeah. no knowledge whatsoever how to use any of that or how to make it sound good. So you know yeah. what I I had the thought that maybe that'll be my next sort of like college class situation is maybe I'll so look into some do a live right sound now. recording at least or yeah something like that is yeah. probably a great idea. Just so I, I mean, can dude, get it. Just so I can get it down. Like somebody else yeah. can handle the making it sound like an album thing. I just want to get it down. <laughs> there there are kids getting signed off TikTok right now. If they can figure it out, and yeah. I know the kids figure stuff out quickly, hey, but if they can figure ben it Fold's, out, you could do it. Ben Fold's yeah. first album came out when he was 28. Yeah. You know, so that's insane. I'm only a little uh, older than that by like nine yeah. years, but still. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we're yeah. definitely looking forward to that. Let me know if I can help you in any way make that dream become a reality. Oh, I will be contacting Sweet. you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, this was awesome and got me excited for an album that wasn't even on my radar and i've got a bunch of fun stuff to go back and listen to uh this coming week so thank you for that this companion playlist is going to be so good it's going to be awesome i'll probably need your help with it so i'll be contacting you about what songs to put up and all that um so look forward to that but thank you for listening to retro groove we are part of the Retrologic family of podcasts you can find us on discord on the Retrologic server the funnest and least toxic place on the internet you can also find us on twitter at retrogroove underscore pod and uh come talk with us and uh, tell us what you think what you want to hear us talk about next uh but until then dan thank you for coming on and everybody else we will see you next time <laughs>